Every sport has their big, juicy controversy. Boxing has the Mike Tyson ear bite. Cycling has Lance Armstrong. Baseball has its steroid era. Curling has... Broomgate. It's a story of broken relationships, houses divided, corporate rivalry, and a performance-enhancing broom. It was a year I'd like to forget. Broomgate. Available now. You know, there's great players out there. JT, Justin Turner, and JD Martinez are two guys that come to my mind. Uh, veteran bats that, you know, can really help not just on the field, but off the field as well. Well, I guess you could say from Bo Bichette's mouth to Ross Atkins' ears. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe not. But, uh, well, it isn't Shohei Otani. Let's face it, nobody else is. The Blue Jays' Kevin Barker did make their first significant add to the lineup. Uh, with a one-year deal with Justin Turner that is pending a physical. It's a $13 million contract. There's an additional $1.5 million in bonuses. And uh, if you are keeping track of these things, according to Ben Nicholson-Smith, it means the Blue Jays are now right up to the first competitive balance tax threshold. That would mean another bigger deal might entail having to move salary uh, unless the Jays are willing to go up to the to the to the second the second threshold something that you know I've never even really contemplated in my years of covering the Blue Jays but uh it it it's a different time now so Cody Bellinger JD Martinez Jorge Soler they're still in the market uh but my guess Kevin is they're asking for way more money in term than Turner was certainly Bellinger and uh Soler so I'll just ask you, you've been the guy who's been pounding the drum for a run producer. Is this enough? Is 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 Justin Turner the run producer the 2024 Blue Jays need? Well, that's a great question. Look, would you rather have J.D. Martinez DHing, hitting cleanup, uh, Justin Turner hitting fifth, and you have the big three hitting in front of them? Absolutely. I mean, that links in that your lineup. That takes pressure off the bottom of your order. Now you, they can just think about going up, getting on base. Uh, for me, Justin brings – uh, playing a little bit of third base. He can DH, obviously. He can play a little bit of first. I know he played some second last year because he played for the for the Red Sox. He, hits he actually lefties. played more second than third last year, 10 games compared to seven. Small sample size, but, you know, that has to be said. Well, because of who's playing third. I mean, you got a dude got making $300 million playing third base. You probably ain't going to play third a bunch. So, yeah, you know, again, this is the thing, right? we got to remember he's 39 years old. Defensively, what can he give you at third base? That's the big question. I mean, I know he takes good care of himself, and he's a winner. Everywhere he's win, he's won. Obviously, with the Dodgers and the Red Sox last year, I mean, you know, they didn't win a ton, but they were doing some things on and off the field offensively that, you know, was kind of special. Yeah, look, I think I played against uh, or with him in winter ball. Look, Of course I, you I, did. <laughs> I, I I played with the Justin that's not this Justin. Not the guy that kicks it to the ear that knows how to pull the baseball, right? He wasn't party out front when I played against him. If I remember correctly, when he played for Escajito, he got released. Moises Salou, you know, when you get the winter ball, it ain't about development. It's about winning baseball games, mm -hmm. and I just think he was in between that, right? The, the Justin that we know now kicking it to the ear and being able to get on top of fastballs and – you know, maybe shortening up with a guy on second with two outs, hitting it where they ain't. He wasn't that guy. So I don't really know this form of 
Justin, but everybody you talk to, every time you watch him, he gives you professional at bat, right? He doesn't hit, he hasn't hit a bunch of cleanup in his playing career at the big league level. How will that take place? Is he going to hit cleanup for the Blue Jays? Will he play third base a bunch of the times? Is he going to DH more than he'll play third? I think those are questions. But what do you know about him? Well, I know last year he had 338 with runners in scoring position. Jays were 12th in baseball in that. Not real good. Last year he slugged 528. Versus lefties. Jays were 15th in slug against lefties. We all know the woes that they had at the Rogers Center. They were 19th in average. They had 21st numbers. They were 23rd in runs. He hit 296 in 27 at bats with a couple of homers and five RBIs at the Rogers Center. Right? He ain't going to let the part dictate what he's trying to do is the point. And we know the conversation that we've heard with the conversations trying to be had between the khakis and the everyday guys. This dude's 39. He is what he is. Khaki ain't going to walk up to him and say, do this, do that, do the other, and it's going to determine on the outcome of his bats. So you sort of like that. And I just like that professionalism of I'm going to walk up there knowing that I know how a guy is going to try and get me out, and I can attack that because I've been there and done it before. And that, for me, is the big part of it here. Is he going to be a really good defensive third baseman? Probably not. I mean, I, I would think right now you'll probably see Isaiah kind of playing more third and you'll see him playing third. But, Jeff, is that why they signed it? For me, probably not. It's probably more of your thinking – I would guess it ain't Bo hitting cleanup. It'll be Justin hitting cleanup. Would you rather see that, you know, protecting Vladdy than somebody else that's already here in the organization? Yeah, look, they're for me right now today with this signing, they're a better lineup. I can argue that. Even with even even with uh, even with Matt Chapman not not in the lineup. Who I'll give you this. Who would you rather have up in a big at bat, Matt Chapman or Justin? No Turner? doubt. No doubt. But then you Justin answered Turner, your own question. 96 ribbies last year, uh, 23 home runs. He would have been first or second in the Blue Jays in a lot of offensive categories. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you believe in the projections, the statistical projections have him someplace, hitting someplace around 15 home runs, driving in 67 RBIs this year and 260 Oof. again. Those are just those are just the, the projections based on... Well, I hope that's wrong. Um well, I mean, look, uh, to drive in runs, he's going to have to have dudes on base. Well, you know, if that, you say he hits cleanup, look at the three dudes that are hitting in front of him. You're thinking that Vladdy will be better than he was last year. How much better? Who knows? That's up to Vladdy. But he, you would think, will be better. Mm. Bo is determined, right? He's been on our show. He said it. He thinks, right, he's going to ambush. He's a smarter dude. He's going to do things. He's going to be in scoring position. I, all of those things would add up to Justin if he's hitting cleanup. And if for me today, if I'm writing out the lineup, where else would he hit? That no, would I'm be with the you. guy, I'm right? So he'll have more chances. 60 RBIs for me is not why they gave him $13 million. They gave him $13 million to get big hits when it matters the most and drive in close to 100 if he's playing, say, 146 games like he did last year. And what say he can't do that, right? It doesn't seem like the bat speed's going away. It doesn't seem like they can beat him with elevated fastballs. This is what I mentioned, right? It's the dude on second, can you shorten up and hit it where they ain't? He's a pull hitter, right? He ain't going to let that ballpark right center, the fits is closer, dictate on what he's trying to do. He is what he is. But we've seen him 
when the Jays trying to throw him a certain way, he will shorten up, hit the 17 hopper to right field with a dude on second and two outs. That's what they have to have from him. And I don't think they're going to get anything other than that if he's playing. Yeah, the uh, you know, and the, and the thing about Justin Turner, you know, I know people. The reaction to this was one general reaction to this was one. This would have been a really good signing five years ago. Five years ago, you're not getting him for thirteen million dollars. Nope. Uh, let's face that. Um, you know, but but secondly, um, he's a right-handed hitter, and the Jays still lean heavily to the right side, but. I look at this guy, Kevin. This is a guy throughout his career. I mean, the, the, platoon splits for Justin Turner are really narrow. He is as good against right-handed pitching as he is against left-handed pitching. Uh, and, and, and the fact of the matter is, the guys out there still, the free agents out there, if the Jays wanted to make another ad, uh, Jorge Soler and J.D. Martinez, they're righties. Uh, Cody Bellinger's a lefty. Cody Bellinger's not coming here. Let's let's just say it. Do you have an issue with that at all? The fact that right now it looks like the lineup will probably be righty, 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 righty. Yeah, not for me. I mean, a couple of years ago, I was yelling and screaming, they need more balance. They need to be pitched too differently. Uh, it, uh, let's say it this way. If they don't get a better version of Vladdy, dudes are losing their jobs. You can bring in the other two guys, all you want to bring in here and have Bo going line to line, leading the American League in hits, and whatever George Springer at his age is giving you whatever, this still comes back to they have to get more from Vladdy. Does it help that you have a professional hitter that's right-handed that's sort of similar to Vladdy, right? We've seen this. Why does Vladdy get out? He chases things that he shouldn't be chasing and counts, quite frankly, that he shouldn't be swinging in. Well, you have a guy hopefully hitting behind him that can sort of say, why would you do that? Why is this happening? Lead by example in so many ways because he's been there and done it for. And I just think this is sort of, there is no better left-handed hitter on the market, Jeff. Jock Peterson ain't the dude. I mean, you, you, feel, you feel in Jock Peterson at the end of the season to come off the bench against a tough righty in a playoff game. Not to lead your team in the regular season to drive in a hundred runs. I, yeah. I'm right now want the best hitter possible, and just so happens right now the dudes are right-handed, and I have no issues with that. And I just think this ad, if he's playing, and that's the big key here. Got to remember he's 40 in November. That means he's playing at 39. How do they keep him on the field? That That is the big thing. If he's on the field because he knows how to hit, you would think those num numbers are going to be similar. I mean, the fences are shorter. It's shorter right center here in the Rogers Center than it is in Fenway. So you would think even if he does think about going over there, he'll be rewarded in that way and the numbers hopefully will go up. So, yeah, he's a professional hitter. He's a smart dude. Look, everybody yells and screams about the Blue Jays need that tough guy that is going to put their foot down in the clubhouse. Now, I don't know if he's going to bring you that or not, but it sounds like he is a presence, and he sort of checks all of the boxes, I think, going into the offseason that everybody's yelling and screaming about. And it never hurts that when the face of your franchise comes out on radio with me and you that everybody can hear and says why don't you bring in one of the two people and what do they do a couple of days later bring in one of the two people 
Well, uh, Justin Turner really established himself in 2014 when uh, he went to the Los Angeles Dodgers. He played with the Dodgers from 2014 to 2022, won a World Series, had a couple of all-star teams. Last season, he was with the Boston Red Sox. He appeared in 146 games, 23 home runs, 96 RBI, and an OPS of 800. Rob Bradford is host of the Baseball Isn't Boring podcast. He is also a writer, analyst, and broadcaster on WEEI in Boston. We're very pleased that he joins us on Blair and Barker. So the Jays have signed Justin Turner. You guys had him last year, obviously. You know him. He's old as dirt. Um <laughs> What are the Jays? What are the Jays having this guy? Does does he have anything left in the tank? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't think the oldest dirt thing is going to make it into the press release. But um, I I think that the thing with Justin Turner, I found myself saying this so many times last year, is that I didn't realize how good a player he is. And I'm not just saying this because you know I'm with you guys and I'm pumping his tires, but he's the type of player, and even being as old as dirt. He's the type of player that when you you need to watch him play to really appreciate how good a player he is in so many ways. And I'm not even talking about in the clubhouse either because I think this is a, an enormous, enormous part of this equation, which is, I, you know, I couldn't tell you exactly how the Blue Jays clubhouse, the dynamic is there, but I know how it is with the Red Sox, and, and I know that this guy was the leader from the get-go. He, he was the leader of that team from the get-go, and it didn't take him have to stand on a stool in the middle of the clubhouse saying, I'm the leader. He just is that guy. He's going to be like a great manager someday. But in the, in the short term, I mean, he, he, can legit, he can legit play, I think, anyway. Rob, obviously the Jays need an everyday, well, almost an everyday third baseman and a cleanup hitter. You think he can do both of those, either one of those, one of those some of the time? I know he rarely hits cleanup. I mean, he's hitting second and third. He's hitting fifth a bunch of times. You know, clean up. The team seemed to want to keep him away from that for whatever reason. Maybe they got better options. But on this team, you know, protecting the guy in front of him might be Vladdy driving and runs. He seems like he's able to do that. Hit it where they ain't sometimes. Shorten up. I know he's got that big giant leg kick at 39. Jeff says he's older than dirt, but – it looks like he can still run produce. He likes hitting at the Rogers Center last year. You know, he's pretty decent. Is there, you know, do you think what you've seen, can he do either one of those? Yeah, I think that, you know, when he came in, you know, they were like, oh, this is the guy you're going to hit behind Devers. This is the guy you're going to have to protect the most important bat. And you know what? He did. He absolutely did. And his numbers are a little deceiving because he played with a bad foot for the last two months of the season. his I think his OPS dropped down to like 500 in that last month. But before that, he was like a 900 OPS guy. And and also, I, I think I tweeted this at some point. I never have seen a Red Sox player who came through in clutch situations more than Justin Turner did last year since David Ortiz played for the Red Sox. And I know that's a big statement to make. Maybe J.D. Martinez in 2018 – but this guy, when you needed a big hit, he was he was absolutely the guy you wanted up. And to your point, it wasn't just oh he's going to hit a home run. It's all right. You need a you need a single the opposite way. That's what we're going to do. Now I say all this. I don't know. Like we're, I listen. I, my forty time isn't the same as it was a year ago. 
So I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe there's a downturn. All I can tell you is that from what I saw last year is that, yes, he's still a middle-of-the-order hitter, not maybe the traditional middle-of-the-order hitter where he's going to pop 30 home runs, but a guy who, if you get a guy on base, he's going to drive him in. You know, he had what he he hit he had ninety six RBI for the Red Sox last year. That was a career high, and you know clearly the in order to have an RBI, you've got to have guys on base. That's you know that's captain obvious here. I mean, it seems to me that even with Justin Turner on this one year deal, it, it, to me this just kind of reinforces the notion that other than Shohei Otani, it was a completely different situation. It seems as if the Jays approach this offseason is to play to play it short. They've got two more years for sure of Laddie and Bo if they if 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 they want if they want to play that out. And I look at a guy like Justin Turner as fitting in as fitting in perfectly there because you know, he's he's got the postseason pedigree. He's won some individual awards. He's won a World Series. Uh he's a guy that at this stage of his career I think is probably looking he's probably looking to go out on top, right? And I think it I think he fits in nicely here in that regard. Yeah, I don't think there's any question. And I'll come back to it, Jeff, is that is that if you're on a winning team and you have the talent around you, the, and this is the guy you want to have on that team. If if there's any if if if, if there's any sort of quest to have a voice in the clubhouse, a leader in the clubhouse, showing guys the right right way to do things this is of all the guys who are out there i would put him at the top of the list i mean one of the things that i thought was so telling was every game he would be standing next to alex cora in the dugout every almost every single game and cora said i've never had a player do that before i've never really allowed a player to do that and the entire time they're talking it was almost like he was a bench coach and 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 we see that once in a while with players but for Cora to say that this is the only player that he's ever had felt the responsibility or the, the comfort to do that with, I think says a lot. He knew that Turner owned that clubhouse. He knew how important it is, and he also knew how smart he was. But at the end of the day, it, you have to produce. And, and, and the weird thing is, yeah, Devers was good last year, but I think that Justin Turner was voted the MVP by the Baseball Writers Association in Boston last year. I mean that that, and I think that says all everything you need to know. Now it's not ideal that you have a 38 year old being your MVP, but it was the case last year, and I think that with that talent around him in Toronto, it's going to be even better. Hey, you know, I, I and I wonder too if he if he isn't the rare example of a guy who is able to maintain uh, productivity late in his career. I mean, first of all, he's a late bloomer. He really didn't, you know, it wasn't until he was 30, I don't think, that he really established himself. The Dodgers made him a uh, made him a third baseman. But, you know, I'm looking at this guy. Okay, he had a career-low barrel rate last year. But, I mean, he was still in the 91st percentile in whiff rate. He was above average in strikeout and chase rate. Um, you know, again, another year where he's basically lefty righty, the splits are, the splits are pretty neutral. Maybe this is a guy who can just maintain that, you know, for another, for another year, another two years, maybe he is that outlier. Yeah. You know, I think it's a good point. And if you watch, when you watch him play, you kind of understand that is that as, is he's a very, very good situational hitter. And I'm not just talking about, well, you got a guy on second, you hit it to the right side to get him a third. I'm talking about taking whatever pitch is delivered him and going the way that he's supposed to go with. And, and I think that as you get older, as you get smarter, 
these players, they understand that they, they have to do that and they should do that. It's just can your physical ability do it? And I think that he's, he showed no signs other than that foot injury at the very end of slowing down. And also forget, I mean, don't forget, this guy got hit in the face with a fastball in spring training. This, this mm. is one, another thing that I think that immediately put him at the top of the list of a, a leader in that clubhouse. The guy gets hit in the face with a fastball. I mean, legit hit in the face. And he comes back a couple weeks later and shows no sign of, of hesitation, no sign of, of this is going to affect me. He, was, he just kept on trucking with, with this huge lump in his face and, uh, and, had a, and had a really good year. Rob, you look at his numbers. He's really good with runners in scoring position. We've talked about that. He's really good against lefties. Last year, the Blues, Blue Jays were were not really good at either one of those. Is he inviting with information? What I mean by that is every younger guy, and the Blue Jays in their everyday lineup got some younger guys that sometimes struggle chasing the ball in against a lefty. I'll bring up Vladdy's name. You know, sometimes we'll chase that slider down and away with a runner in scoring position with two outs with a runner on second. In in the times that you've been around him, is he inviting with younger guys that could walk up to him and go, hey, I see you're doing it. What are you doing? How can you help me do what you're doing? Yeah, I, I think that to answer the question, he is, but he is in the right way. In other words, in other words, he's not going to be like you got to do this and you got to do that. You got to do this. He's he's got to be that. He's not the. I'll say it again. He's not the guy who is going to be put the stool in the middle of the room. Hey, everybody, I'm the leader. Get around me. Do what I say. You're doing this wrong. You're doing that wrong. He's a lead by example guy first, and then then everyone understands. All right, he knows what he's doing. And he goes from there. And, and this is another reason why I think he's going to make an excellent manager because he not only knows the game, he not only obviously is a smart player, but he's got a good way about him where, where I think he's, he's the type of guy where younger players feel open to go up to him. And, and you guys know this. How important is that? I mean, how important is is to feel like the guy that isn't going to force anything on you? Like this is one of the things – and I don't think this was justified a lot, but you know, one of the narratives with J.D. Martinez was, well, he was trying to get guys to play, they hit the way that he wanted to hit or hit the way that he thought they should hit. Justin Turner isn't like that, and that narrative came up a lot over the course of last year. I'm not saying that it fits for everybody, but I think for what you're talking about, it's a pretty good way to go. Hmm. Last question from us, Rob. Uh, needless to say that uh... – I guess once you make a play for Shohei Otani, there really isn't anything you can do to, to keep the fan base happy. Um, I, Justin Turner, I'm sure there'll be people out there who'll be you know, thankful the Jays have done at least something. But, of course, there are going to be a lot of people that are going to say, okay, Justin Turner, great, but he ain't, he ain't Shohei Otani. Um, <laughs> you know, this is, un, this is a pretty unsettled fan base. Who's more unsettled, do you think, Boston's fan base or the Blue Jays' fan base? Because, you know, I, I've got to tell you, i got to tell you, both Kevin and I said at the end of the year last year, you know, everybody was talking about Baltimore, and, of course, Juan Soto went to the Yankees and all this, and we were both saying, Matt, I don't think the Red Sox were that far away from being from being able to take a run at this thing. And, I mean, they've just they, they've held pat or worse. Can you explain that to us? I, I tell you what, it's funny. I, it, it's funny listening to you say that because 
there is no in, in the world of Boston Red Sox fandom right now, there is no more unsettled place to be. There just isn't. In all my years of covering the team, it's never been like this. It's not like they're talentless. It's not like, you know, they, they, they're devoid of, of, of some good players. But this, this idea of the ownership, which had, had, I had always course-corrected, had always, if you have a down year, you know what we're going to do? We're going to pay $40 million more for David Price. No, you know what we're going to do? We're going to go get Hanley Ramirez and Pablo Sandoval. You know, every single time they course corrected with money. And now this time where you, you, you fire Bloom because the perception is, all right, you know what? You slow played it and you ran out of time. It's time to get back to our Dombrowski way of doing things. And then, boom, the sad trombone of this offseason. And, and there isn't, you know, I think the biggest difference in terms of the Blue Jays and the Red Sox is that there isn't these guys who you want to go to the, the gift shop and buy shirts with their names on it. Like, there isn't these guys. There isn't the Vlads. There isn't the Bichettes. There isn't these guys. There certainly isn't, isn't the pitchers that you guys have. So I think that right now you're, you're sitting there and, and you hear payroll's going to be down. It's, 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 it's nasty up here, man, like, or down here. I'm sorry. It's nasty. And, and a lot can change maybe in a couple of weeks. Maybe Jordan Montgomery changed the narrative. But right now, I've never seen anything like this. Is there any concern that the Fenway Sports Group, they're involved in a lot of things, right? And they're also involved in Liverpool mm-hmm. FC. Huge moneymaker. Now, of course, Jurgen Klopp is leaving Liverpool at the end of the year. It, and and that's, I mean, that's one of the biggest story in world biggest stories in world sports, to be honest, at this point in time. Is there any concern that maybe they're just – they got too much on their plate and that they've lost track of the fact that you know, the Red Sox are the reason they are where they, where they are, right? The Red Sox are largely the reason they've been able to, to expand into these other sports. Is, is, is that a concern in Boston? Well, it was always, Jeff, it was always, you know, I thought that was a, a lazy narrative for a long time because it, obviously the money comes out of different buckets. But right. now you're at a point where, where it's, I, don't, I think it's open to conversation. I think it is, because something has changed. Something has changed about what their bottom line, what they're spending money on, how they're prioritizing it. As I said before, they would always course correct. They always do a shock and awe offseason after having a down year. And now you don't have that. And then you have these comments last weekend where you have, oh, payroll's going to be down a little bit. And also the worst one to me was Tom Warner saying, uh, you know what, it's, we got the Fenway experience. Now you're, everybody knew that that was their safety net, the Fenway experience, the tourist, the tourist place. You know, people, they're going to put people in the seats because of the Fenway experience. Everyone knew that that was their safety net, but they would never, ever verbalize that. It was always about players and winning, and, and we're going to win, try to get World Series. And when you say Fenway experience now, oh man! I mean that was that was that to me was a, a warning flag for things are absolutely changing, and, and they might be changing for that exact reason you mentioned. Rob, we appreciate your time as always, my friend. Thanks so much. Uh, enjoy the remainder of the off season, and uh, well, we'll look forward to spring training. Thanks for thanks, this. buddy. All right, good talk with you guys. See you. All right, Kevin. Well, we mentioned Rob Bradford has uh, had a chance to see Justin Turner up close, spend a lot of time around Justin Turner, 
obviously talked to Justin Turner. He's been in his his, his podcast as well. Pretty much what we thought. Pretty yeah. much what we thought, right? Yeah, I think so. Look, I, look, I think the conversation that was had at the end of the season by the people that matter in the organization with the Blue Jays didn't leave a very good taste in people's mouth. And I think that's the everyday guys also, Jeff. You need to bring in a guy that has a strong voice and can back it up between the lines. What better way to bring a guy in that's won a, won a, won a World Series and help sort of give a little attitude to the Red Sox? You know, the Red Sox had a young lineup, right? Needed that guy mm-hmm. to bring a little attitude, could hit, could drive in some big runs. And sort of sometimes be the bullies on the block. I personally, this is just me, think that's somewhat what the Jays are missing. I think Justin Turner can bring a little bit of that. And listening to Rob talk, I think he sort of agrees too. So you're just checking a bunch of boxes. You can check a guy that can play a little defense. I mean, he can play all over the infield. He can DH. He can drive in runs. He can hit lefties. And he can talk to dudes when they ain't doing the things they're supposed to do in the American League East to be winning baseball games. So... For all you fans that wanted that, Ross Atkins gave it to you. We're just a couple of weeks away from spring training and less than a month away from the return of Blair and Barker to Sportsnet 590. The fans starting on February 20th will be in our usual 11 a.m. Eastern time slot until the puckheads vacate the premises sometime for the summer. And in the meantime, you can catch us wherever you get your favorite podcast. You can catch me at sportsnet.ca. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to get it down and get it singing.